Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Namaste, and thank you for joining me once again. This goes out to all you Patreoners out there who've contributed to my funds and also to the Something for Nothing sponges who are obviously getting this for free on Acast. Welcome. Before we get on with the show, I just wanted to congratulate all this year's graduates from the University of the Third Eye, of which I have an honorary doctorate. And this week, I was delighted to hand out their degrees at the University in Oxbridge, Middlesex. What a distinguished crowd uh, we have before us. You graduates with your extraordinary magic skills of clairvoyancy and mediumship and doing odd supernatural stuff. And I feel almost standing here like Professor Dumbledore off of Harry Potter, here at this plinth before you. Or, I don't know, maybe even, (laughs) dare I say, J.K. Rowling. But when everyone used to like it before all the trans people in the box controversy and that. No, no, actually, sorry, I, I hate, absolutely hate J.K. Rowling, unless everyone suddenly likes her again, and I've missed that in the Daily Mail, in which case, obviously, I I love her again, or don't, not sure. Difficult to keep up with it. Anyway, I'm delighted to hand out the degrees to you, graduates, in front of friends and family, but before I send you on your way to read minds, explore mankind's hidden sacred gifts and, 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 and talk to dead people and that, just a word of advice. I think it was John Lennon who said, in the end, it's simply boredom that will kill you. Though... <laughs> Fucking hell. Let's be fair, Mark Chapman also had quite a big hand in all that business, didn't he? Steve Jobs once said, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius, which sounds good, but honestly, Steve, you never met Mad Alf from Bolton Market. (laughs) He was definitely crazy, but genius? (laughs) I don't think so. Fucking nutcase. Who tried to eat his own shoes once, if I remember rightly. Genius? No, off his head. Most definitely, yes. So, anyway, uh, good luck, graduates. It is your duty in life to go forth, operate freely throughout the world with your skills and practice them far and wide throughout the universe. Though, 
I'd rather you didn't come north of the A51 because I get a lot of bookings up there towards Warrington Way and that would be taking the piss of it, really, wouldn't it? Sort of my territory. All right. I think it was Buddha who once said, the greatest gift you can receive is happiness. Though, to be fair, I had to get one of those high-pressure catcher patio cleaners for Christmas last year, which I have to say was bloody brilliant. Thank you, friends, and good luck. And actually, oh, hold on. Elvis and Bamba Gascoigne are here, and they say, well done and all. Namaste, namaskar, and na-na-na-na-na-miskuri to you all. Thank you. Namaste, friends. Uh, namaskar. And I am here. Yes, welcome to another edition of the all-new Clinton Baptist Paranormal Podcast. She's here. She's there. She's every bloody where except near the microphone. Hello, everybody. It's Linda Bloody Pollock. Just word a minute. up, everybody. Word up, word up. Let me press this bloody thing. It's Linda Pollock. That goes on too long. Linda, what? Shh. Linda, what have you been up to, my love? More down to. Oh, my goodness. What? T- tell us all about it. Go on. Fell over in the street. I had an embarrassing incident. Where? What happened? I was wa- out walking with my friend. Yeah. And we were just talking and all of a sudden I hit the deck. I don't know why it happened, but I've got a scabby knee now like a seven-year-old boy. Oh, my goodness me, my darling. What, what did you put it down to? You weren't uh, pissed out your head? No, I wasn't pissed. It was the afternoon. That doesn't necessarily mean I wasn't pissed, but on that occasion I wasn't pissed. <laughs> OK, my love. It's normally the morning for you. It's sobering up in the afternoon. I was wearing a summer wedge. It might have been the wedges. A summer wedge? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a lovely image. Uh, listen, Linda, where were you and what happened? Did you have to go to A&E? I didn't have to go to A&E. I was at a local town centre. I don't want to divulge because, you know, in the past there have been some funny incidents, haven't they, with your ex-assistant uh, following me about. Oh, but I Christ. was out and about, further away than she can get. Ruth, please leave her alone. Thank you. And, yeah, we were just having a lovely stroll. We'd been to... We went to an M&S. I got an M&S sandwich. I thought, let's push oh, the boat out. Oh, my goodness. I was what kind of sandwiches? This will be over in a minute, friends. It had avocado on it, posh. Oh, that's lovely. I, on the other hand, have been in the wars a little bit oh, myself. Thank you very how much. how have you yes, been, Yes, thank you. Man as maketh man. Uh, I have had quite a bad backache still since playing football for this country. Uh, do you remember I played football at Swindon Town the other week? Right. For England? Don't look at me like I'm an idiot for this country. Not oh, this right. country. It's a television programme which... I anyway. thought, bloody hell, it's scraping the barrel if you called you up. <laughs> What's happened to Jack Gray... Is he called Gray... Graylish? Grealish? Yeah. Grealish. Don't start on something you only know <laughs> a fraction about, Linda. Just know he's fit. He's fit as a butcher's dog. Do you remember that woman? That, just digress. Do you remember that woman? Uh, when England played Italy mm. in the final mm. of the Euros, a woman, a, a woman of a certain age, could well have been someone's mom, had a England shirt with the three lines on the front. On the back, it had Grealish sixty nine. What? <laughs> I mean, Grealish. Okay, a heart. But Grealish 69. 69. And we all know what that means. It's a meal for two with a terrible view, 69. Big, big news this week. Yvette Fielding. Oh. Yes, get this, folks. A drum roll, please. You chucked it. You'll never find it. Drum roll, please. Nope. Yes. 
This week I spoke to Yvette Fielding. She's coming on the bloody show. But she mustn't know all the things you've said about her. <laughs> she does. If you're listening, Yvette, it is fair to say that, yes, I did describe your podcast as <laughs> fucking awful. But I didn't mean to say that. I meant awesome. I was going to say fucking awesome. I did. That was a mistake. That really was a mistake. But when she thought, let me tell you what happened. Friday night. Yeah. I'm nursing my bad back. And I'd had a couple of wines and I was watching... Oh, that's the best nurse made, isn't it? (laughs) It is. And I was really looking forward to Gogglebox. Oh, yeah. My favourite. Love Gogglebox. What happens, the phone rings and it's someone I can't find for love. You know when people phone up now, I don't know if it's Insta or bloody this one or that one, but some mad nutcase for... I've got DMs closed for that very reason. Exactly. Oh, can you close those things? Yes, otherwise I'd be drowned in cocks. Oh, God, all right. Not for... The first time. Um, I, bloke phones me up and he says, I've got Yvette Fielding next week. Now, I don't know. God, oh, that's a lot of bollocks. It's a like hostage situation. So I ignored it and I carried on down in my wine uh, with the night nurse. <laughs> and I, then I thought, well, hold on, just a minute. That suddenly comes through a picture of him with the one and only Yvette, Yvette Fielding. Unmistakable. My, oh, God, she's so gorgeous, Yvette. Anyway. I phoned straight back and I speak to the one and only bloody Yvette Fielding and she says to me that she loves the podcast. She says, would I like to come on her show and she's going to come on mine. I said, have you heard it all? She said, no. Oh, who's so... going first then? Because that could be the last. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit worried that she... I mean, Yvette, if you're listening, I've got to say she was so lovely. She was like the sort of Yvette you knew from Blue Peter, not the one who fell out with Derek. She was Although, the old style. Maybe she was right too. Maybe we don't she was. Know, do we, we? We, we don't, don't know. know the facts. But she was just like the lovely old Yvette from Blue Peter. Oh. I was absolutely walking on air. I was up all night, literally. <laughs> so hopefully I can get onto her show and she can get on mine. So please, <laughs> li- that's not even meant to be a joke, though I'll do that. Anyway, no, she's a wonderful lady and I'm very much hoping to go on her podcast. Yes. So... So stop slagging her husband stop off. Stop slagging her husband off. And, and I think we didn't slag her husband off. If that made this perfectly clear, we did not slag your husband off. We said he was quite... He, You're quite scared of her husband, which is probably not a bad thing. He's a bit tasty. He's a little bit tasty. Plenty to come from Yvette. Plenty to come from Linda. Uh, let's begin with our first... Spooky story. A wing-back chair spotted in an Oxfam shop has sparked fear and amusement alike, with customers harbouring more than a few suspicions about its definitely not haunted sign. Right. Striking piece of furniture was donated as part of a three-piece sofa and chair set and has a certain spooky style that might not be to everyone's taste. It's classic old old man chair, isn't right. it? And what happened? So somebody so on a chair, I've seen a lot of people I know have seen this in the press this week. It, this Oxfam branch in Liverpool. Yeah. So one of the one of the people, I think the branch, what does it say here? The, the manager. You know what they're like for being jokesters, don't you? The Liverpool. Oh, they're, they're natural-born comedians. And I suppose if you work in a small branch of Oxfam in Liverpool, you'll do anything to cheer yourself oh, up. Oh, God, amuse yourself. You might or as well. You're surrounded be... by dead man's trousers. Exactly. It's that, or chuck yourself out the window or strangle yourself with some horrible jewellery that someone's <laughs> left there. So what happened was somebody, I think the assistant manager, put up a sign on this uh, armchair saying, definitely not haunted. The manager of the branch, Kira Adam, I'm the manager of the branch. I'm the manager. 
manager of the branch thought the chair looked attractive, though deputy manager, Rob, the deputy manager of this particular... He's the character, <laughs> the you know character. Well, God, I suppose where you're waiting for her to shuffle off. She might be area manager one day, Rob, and then this whole thing will be yours. Uh, absolutely, yeah, the, the Smith Down Road waiver tree. <laughs> I'm the assistant manager of the Oxfam in Smith Down Road waiver tree, if you please. I think that, um, you know, if you were Rob, you know, you're, you're probably a bit bored, aren't you? Yeah, you've probably given up any aspirations to get true power in that particular branch. I would think so. Uh, I always find that in, 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 in charity shops in general, they can be very officious. Yes. You think, just get on with selling the bloody stuff. But a lot of those ladies that are working there, you see, mm. they come from very official jobs. Maybe they were bankers, maybe yeah. they were post office operatives, but they yeah. like a certain amount of order, and so they will take no shits in their charity shop. Do, do not, do, do not get me wrong, and I'm glad people do that. They're actually doing something proper with their lives. They're not spouting, sh giving readings for people. You know, they're actually doing something, yeah. raising money exactly for charity. Also, probably their husband. Or or children have said, Mum, I think you need something more to do yes. with your life. Go out there and be busy. Yeah. So they've been bloody busy. Well, that is... Can I just... Occasionally, when I'm on tour or what have you, I do see the odd bit of jewellery in a charity shop yeah. that I like. I mean, the jewellery I normally wear. I've got one of my grand's gallstones around my neck, which I like to keep. She died when we removed it. But the thing is, I do wear some nice jewellery. Occasionally, I pick it up, you know, in the glass cabinet. Yeah. The cabinet of treasures, I Yeah, call not in it. the bargain basket. No, it's, it's right there. Away. I know, I always find it. There's always someone, you know, who's the operative, who's, who's there, maybe on a Saturday, who's not allowed to open it. No. Because it's the very special stuff. She's not allowed the keys. No, it's like, it's like, Barbara, have you got the key? This gentleman wants this... Hideous necklace. Barbara goes off and gets the key and the white gloves. That's right, the white gloves. Could you open the cabinet, please? And there'll be, you know, a variety of shitty cut glass from a petrol station or some jewellery out of a Christmas cracker that I require. So, yes, they are quite officious, and I imagine whoever put the sign up on the chair was probably told off. Well, probably, but I say it's completely worth it, Rob. Yeah. If indeed no, it was you. If indeed it was you, Rob. Now, can I, but this is true. Chairs, furniture, all sorts of furniture can be haunted. I want you to know that I do believe in that. How does that work? Well, I... Is it impregnated with... Well, it's come with, you know, maybe somebody... An old man's essence. An old man's essence, effluent, has lived and died in that chair. I used to have a chair that sounded a lot like I was blowing off when I sat on it, and it could well have been haunted. It could have been the springs gone, or it could have been my anus. But it is when, I was, when you have a date and you sit on it and it's... You know, yeah, makes a funny... embarrassing. You have to say it's the chair. Yeah. So, yeah, it can... Furniture can do that. Isn't that fascinating. Is this something about cushions that, that sort of absorb our souls? <laughs> Linda, don't do the jokes. But if you are going to, let's... Uh... But that is enough of that. Moving on, I also, I mean, I did also have a bed once which had been donated to a charity shop that, that may well have had a stiff in it at some time. <laughs> Very sensitive with furniture. I, this is, I had a lady friend in my 30s. Oh, um, I? Yeah. And I honestly, this is true, because I am sensitive to this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I could feel every partner she'd had in that bed. I could physically, like, feel the evidence almost in the mattress sort yeah, of thing. Crunchy. Yeah, and also there's some dried spunk on the divan. <laughs> But a bit of a lame story, that one. But I suppose, as I say, you'd you do anything to cheer yourself up in 
a charity shop, wouldn't you? Anyway, do you do you go to charity shops at all? Some well, I drop off more than than pick up from there. To be honest, yeah. I have a lot of books that I get through. And, right uh, about cats and um, yeah, okay. And I have a lot of things that I need taken away, and, and sometimes the tip's just a bit too far, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. So you're doing it really to just get shot yeah. and stuff. I've got a friend, Mel, who... Uh, if you listen, Hello, Mel, if you're listening. Hiya. She always comes back with what she perceives to be... She always says very collective or very collective. Oh, Clarice Clift, is it? Yeah. It's shy, is what it is. You know, you know that sort of brown mottled pottery you got in the yes! Crossroads Motel. Yes. And she always say, "No, this. Oh no, this is not. They're very, very collectible. It's horrible. I remember it the first time round. I'm glad to see the back of it. But oh no, isn't it lovely? She's very fashionable, very collectible. Yeah. Which clearly it isn't because someone's fucking left it in the charity exactly. shop. So thank God. I tell you what, I do get. Wait there, just fill where I get this. I left it over here. What have you got? Just fill. Occasionally. I get a record from the New Hope Charity. Oh. And this is some wonderful records. Look at these, some of the things I've got. Tell you what, you can tell an awful lot about who's popping off when you go in the check, uh, well, records. Dark. Well, this, I remember this when it came out in the early 80s, Disco Inferno. Oh, no, this is our generation yeah, then. Yeah, this is our generation. Oh, people are popping off. Disco, Disco Inferno uh, featuring 20 sizzling hits, including Get Hot on the Dance Floor, Light My Fire, I'm on Fire, Baby, I'm on Fire. No, seriously, I think I'm actually on fire. Uh, the wonderful Can You Smell Singed Hair? Do you remember oh, that one? No. Uh, do you remember Just Leave Your Coat and Start Running? This is a lovely one. The 12-inch of You'd Think There'd Be Some Sort of Risk Assessment. The club favourite, God Knows How It Passed and His Statutory Health and Safety Appraisals. The Haunting Facial Reconstruction. And that lovely one, It's The Mental Scars. That's Disco Inferno. Only a quid at the charity shop. Why on earth would anyone get rid of that? God knows! Moving on now, we have an interview with a stand-up comic called Steve Rimmer from Hull. That's not the joke. Steve is not only a fantastic MC, who I met at the Comedy Lounge in Hull, all the best places, but get this, he is, you'll never believe this, he's the country's only stand-up comic who is also a bomb disposal expert. Blimey! Which he mentions in his stand-up every four fucking seconds. Get this spooky story! What town did you get into bomb disposal and keep it brief and try to make it entertaining, please? Well, um, you just get chosen from the army. You go, you're selected from... Now, tell us about the ghosts that you might have... So you get it was in the army. <laughs> I was in the army. I don't like to bring it up, but... Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I was based... Basically, you asked me for a ghost story, and one time I was in this... Well, old... just a second. Are you going to tell us about the bloody bomb disposal or not? Well, people don't like hearing about well, it. Well, this lot, mate. Look, if, if it's shit, I'll edit it out. Okay, no right. pressure. I am a bomb disposal engineer. Um, I'm a civilian bomb disposal I engineer. I am a yeah. bomb disposal uh, bomb disposal <laughs> expert. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to... I am a... Yeah, sorry. I am. You'll be taking one home with you if you carry on. <laughs> um, so I am a bomb disposal engineer and... Um, yes, I'm a, we get I'm it. Well done. What a fucking hero. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how many more times are you going to tell us? No-one was clapping for me on a Thursday, that's what I'm saying. Right. Right, so, you want a ghost story? So I was in this block in the army as a bomb disposal engineer, Yes, right, right, Okay. And then, one of the lads said, this room's haunted. He wouldn't ever go back to the room himself, ever. It always works, and someone was going Can you just slow down and make it a little bit bloody spooky? It's going too fast. Right, but it's important, I want to get to it, so... Okay. So you're in it, just to recap, to anyone who couldn't quite understand how quickly that was going, Steve was in a, a barracks, is in that barracks, correct? Yes, yeah. right. And a mate of yours said... The room's definitely haunted. Haunted, thank Haunted, you. that's the word. It, 
And I don't believe in anything like that. I never have done. Oh! And it, oh, you're just so naive! Right? And and nobody would go back to the room. And he wouldn't go back to the room unless somebody was with him. Anyways, for weeks he was saying, I'm not going back. And one night, I was in there, in bed. And as you... Like, I don't know if you know this, but in the army, as a bomb disposal engineer, you stay in these these beds. Yeah, I know. Right? I've done a lot, of, a lot of time in the army, mate, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah. And, and these beds had these springs in. And I was sleeping one night, and then I felt a weight on my body. That's I, a weight. A weight, a weight on my body. I woke up, there was nothing there, but I couldn't move. Now, I still, even to this day, I'm a bit sceptical. I put it down to, like, sleep paralysis or something. But I couldn't move, I couldn't move until I physically thought and shouted out, I believe, I believe, and then the weight went. And who was it, Cher? It was, I believe, (laughs) in life after love. Did she believe in life after love? I'm not sure. Do I've you never... believe in life after love? I don't believe in life before love, to be honest. Really? That's very no. cynical. It's hard to love when you're a bomb disposal engineer because you could be here today. Well, I suppose you get your wires crossed, don't you? You do, don't you? Now, EOD, you do get your wires crossed. EOD stands for Explosive Ordnance Disposal. I know that. But in, yes. in the industry, we call it X or divorced because it's very hard to tie down a relationship. You know. Oh God! But I'm not being. This is honestly. Surely women go for someone who has got absolute nerves of steel, like you. Do they not think? Well, what a hero sort of thing. Not really, because being a bomb disposal engineer, you have to be clever enough who to is? pass. Oh, you are. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. sorry, that's right. Yeah. So you have to be clever enough to pass all of the tests, but stupid enough to do it. Mm. And that's where comedy comes in. So I'm actually the world's only bomb disposal comedian. Bloody hell, absolutely right. Well, you're going to take the roof off this place tonight. Uh, He's absolute dynamite. Um, Anything else to add, Steve? Well, if anybody wants to come and see me, I'm always at the Comedy Lounge in Hull, so just just come here. He's at the Comedy Lounge in Hull. He's Steve Rimmer. He's an absolute... He's a lovely fan. I hope he doesn't mind. I was only being a little bit cheeky with you there. No, it's fine, it's fine. He's a bomb disposal expert, as well as being a, a fantastic fella. Thank you, Clinton. Thank Thank you. Put your trousers on. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from glasgowlive.co.uk, a terrifying story about ghosts playing with kid toys. Linda, if you would, please, put the spooky music on. A young Glasgow mum says she's living in fear from a ghost that haunts her home. The 27-year-old claims she regularly hears bumps in the night, her baby gate creaking, not a euphemism, taps being turned on and someone playing her kids' toys while they're sound asleep. She's also seen a ghostly shadow and her three-year-old daughter has nightmares after seeing monsters in her bedroom. The problem has got so bad in recent months that the frightened mum says her friends no longer want to stay overnight at her home. No surprise, it sounds bloody, bloody loud. terrifying, yeah. And she's considering asking a priest or psychic medium for help. Uh, excuse me. That's me. I'll come up, my love. Let me know for a small fee. Exactly. Don't forget the fee. Mm has been done before, hasn't it, where you've turned up and... Oh, it has been done before, but could you stick to the reading the bloody thing out? The mum, who asked not to Jesus be identified, Christ. so you can't chase her up, <laughs> to protect her children, says she's now thinking about moving home. She told Glasgow Live, it started happening a few months back with the tap in the kitchen turning on or the fridge door open or hearing things at night. I heard the creak from the baby gate a few times, but looked at the monitor and the wee one was sleeping. Ooh, I think that frightening. means Wayne. That's what they call the them, way, isn't it? The way yeah. was sleeping. I jumped out the bed to see my wee girl because I heard the gate, but she was sound asleep in her room. 
Another time I walked past my living room to go to the kitchen at night and saw a shadow at the corner of my eye going into my bedroom. Bloody hell. Then things started happening. I would hear noises on the baby monitor and keep looking at it, but my daughter wasn't moving at all and you could hear movement in her room. It gives me the fear. Christ. The most recent thing that happened was the Wayne's toy being played with. It doesn't take batteries. Well, this is the bit that interests me. Read that bit there. Look, look, it... Always when my oldest is at home and in bed. It oh. always... Now, that... I'm just playing devil's advocate. Turn the music off for a second, Linda. That might be a clue. It's been happening for a few months and, you know, different things happen every time, but it's always when the oldest child is at home. Now, I'm not saying the child is doing it, but some children can be a little bit spooky. Do you know what I mean? Kids can be scary. I don't want to... You know, I don't want to be funny about kids. They get a, a bad rap. But have you met kids who do scary yeah. things? Go Our on. Deborah's uh, little and Sienna. Yeah. Um, as a child, used to sometimes sit opposite me at the dinner table. Oh, lovely name, if a bit common. Well, yeah. and sometimes she would look up at the sky. Mm. It was me, um, our Deborah's favourite crayon. Right. She'd look up at the sky <laughs> and then... All of a sudden, her face would go down, but her eyes would still be up in the like that. Linda's acting this out, and it looks bloody terrifying. So if, imagine a small child doing, right, looking at you, yeah. quite intently, then looking up at the ceiling, then putting their face down while that whites, all that's showing is the whites of their eyes, because their eyes are still up in the air. I feel like I have experienced that before. And you're going to sit at my Yeah, when she was staying. Oh, God, that does sound bloody awful. I mean, kids can be scary, yeah. like. There's no doubt. It. You know, I'm thinking of Carrie, that kid in, in Poltergeist, the twins. Caroline. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the kids in... Yeah, that's right, Caroline. The, 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 the twins in The Shining. Yeah. Bloody Exorcist, terrifying. Spinny head girl. Yeah. Uh, uh, Regan. Red rum. Oh, uh, Red rum. Yes. Is it what he says? Red rum. Yes. It does there's a man in my mouth. Red rum. Red yeah, rum. it's horrible, isn't it? I mean, Oh, we, and Damien. That we've got a kid on our landing and the mum's like, oh, isn't he lovely? And taking him to the park. I said, like, fucking forget the park. Go straight to social services. I'll float him up to someone else. Bloody kid, he scares at me. I don't know whether, you know, sometimes I give him any sweets or shove a burning cross in his face. We used to have a lad... At my school, it was a bit like that with the old whites of the eyes. Yeah. A bit scared. Looked a bit like Cat Weasel from um, from Cat, uh, Weasel. From Cat yeah. Weasel. That's right. I won't say his name. Let, let's just call him Cycle Mimpson. Cycle Mimpson. And I was called Keith in them days. And it, you know, his, his mum would like to, my mum would Keith like to come round to play? I'd be thinking, fucking hell, no, I don't want. To. My mum was working, so yeah. I'd often go round there after school. Couldn't wait for it to finish. And he was one of these. Right brainers, oh no, left brainers. Always playing Meccano. Not my thing at all. Right, no, Meccano. no. Meccano, and he and he like you know put a few bits together and fucking chuck them at me. Always horrible. But the most abiding thing I remember about about it, I don't know with anyone out there, roughly my age, in the eighties. Do you remember Tiffany's Burgers? You could buy them frozen in, at uh, B Jams in no, them. No, I don't remember them. Apps must be the cheapest burgers oh, going. Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes, yeah, yeah. Cows, cows faces. <laughs> delicious though, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely delicious. Cows face in a bun, lovely. <laughs> no, I suppose that my my friend Kim is um, 
his girlfriend always used to say that when she went to a restaurant. They'd say, do you, she'd have, do you have a steak? And they go, how do you like it done? She'd say, rare. She'd put it this way. We had to whip its hooves off, wipe its ass, and shove it on a plate. <laughs> oh, she sounds a cow. Oh, she was lovely. She'd had a bad cow disease. No, she didn't. But anyway, you, honestly, you, on the packet, it would say that, you know, Kreutzfeldt Yakov disease, it would say on there. All mashed up skull and that with a crusty roll. Do you remember in the 80s? Crusty roll with a burger. Fucking disgusting. So you're going to, once you get to the non meat, you've already got like your mouth all like your tattoos anyway. Yeah, you You might as well. You can't say anything. Ah, that was the trick. Finish it off with a horrible, dry, crusty roll from Coombs, it used to be called. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to a proper. Yeah, everyone, it's from Martin Holiday. Uh, let me do the. Hey, dear, I'll read this one. Dear Clinton, I'm disappointed you've not been able to. Oh, that's right. He sent me some crap about something. Or other. I'm disappointed. All right, Martin, it's not about you, Martin Holiday. Dear Clinton, I'm disappointed you haven't been able to solve the riddle of how and why a ghost apparition saved my friend from drowning near Penis Hill. Come on now. Kings Winford Park near Dudley in the West Midlands back in the 90s. He, he sent me some tall story I ignored it you may have even tried what you may not have even tried no I didn't but I shall overlook that with the assumption that it was simply far too complex etc long boring stuff anyway this this is his story this time this leads me to providing you with detail, details of another sighting 2017 or thereabouts My mate's dad... Can you put the spooky music and the echo on, Yeah, please? go on, then. My mate's dad was heading home out of the pub through the park one evening. The pub, OK. Here the we pub. Go. Oh, here we go, yeah. It was a summer evening, therefore it was not yet fully dark. But my mate's dad, who I shall hereby refer to as G-Spot... G-Spot? G-Spotted. Sorry, G-Spotted what he thought was a goose fight with a fox... It's a lot of bollocks, isn't it? ..in the vicinity of Penis Hill. Presumably around the base and near the balls. The scene was illuminated by the... Pre- We're not going to be rude this week. I'm glad. I was not going to be rude this week. Let's keep it... You said penis twice. OK, well, penis on your lips is absolutely <laughs> fine in this context. The mysterious apparition appeared to be egging the goose on, which didn't seem very fair to G in his intoxicated state. You were right. So he decided to wade over and give the fox some support. Alas, G had forgotten that between him and the melee on Penis Hill lay a big lake. A few steps forward and G was up to his waist in grimy water and quickly lost his balance and was submerged completely. As he gasped for air and tried to swim to the surface, the aforementioned glow now appeared directly above him. Yeah, this is good, this. And before he knew it, an old-fashioned dancing cane, albeit brilliantly white, suddenly appeared in the water beside him. He clutched onto it and felt himself being dragged back to the surface. G stumbled back to the side of the lake and whilst coughing and spluttering, turned to acknowledge what had saved him. The mysterious glow had vanished. There was no trace of a dancing cane and the scene over in Penis Hill, the scene over in Penis Hill, badly expressed, was calm again with no sign of the goose or fox. G rarely tells this story, tedious, no, anymore, as he is oft derided by friends and family who simply put it down to him being very literally on this occasion a pissed up old soak. But again, Clinton, it seems as though the spirit of the white man was once again more on hand to save another unsuspecting village idiot from drowning that evening from Martin. Which leads me very nicely to this lady from nearby Staffordshire. 
Here's, here, here, where, where, where's the magazine here? Oh, let's have a look. Yeah, look at this. This is from Chat It's Fate, my favourite shite magazine. And this is from Pauline Lee, who is 70, from Tamworth in Staffordshire. This is her testimony. The doorbell rang and Mia, my staffie, ran excitedly to greet the visitor. My friend Yvonne was at the door. As I opened it, Mia started running around in rapturous circles, her tail wagging. Yvonne had never been to my house before. We'd only just met at the local psychic circle. Buckle in, fellas. But Mia greeted her like an old beloved friend. Where's your other dog, Yvonne asked as we settled down with the tea and iced buns in the living room. I only have one dog, I said, rather confused. But there was another dog that came to the door with Mia, Yvonne said, also looking confused. Maybe she's outside. Subtitle says, canine confusion. Yeah. I explained once again I didn't have another dog. What did this dog look like, I asked. Yvonne was clear. She was bigger than Mia and had a glossy and beautiful black coat. You can guess what's happening. It's the ghost of a dog coming up. I smiled. Oh, you've just seen Pongo, I told her. Pongo, a Labrador Greyhound cross, was my first rescue dog from the RSPCA and she passed over in 1982. Two, she's back, this dog. Pongo pops up from the other side every few months or so. Sometimes her visits have caused quite a stir. A few years ago, you like this bit. A few years ago, a man was delivering my meat order. That's not a euphemism. You are a very sexy man. Mine seems to have been delayed. <laughs> Filthy. Hold on. I'm having sex at the moment. That's not what she did. Let's not let's not misquote this lady. Yeah, a, ma- a few years ago, a man was delivering my meat order. <laughs> at horrible. At the time, I, hold on, a man was delivering my meat order. A few years ago, a man delivering my meat order. Stop saying meat oh, sorry. order. At the time, I had another rescue dog called Misty, a collie staffy cross. All right, you rescued dogs. We're fucking pat on the back. Misty and Pongo, they all fart sounds. Oh, Christ. Yeah, sounds like it, doesn't it? So, anyway, Misty and Pongo were there, and the and the, the, the butcher turns out... Right, while we were waiting for the kettle to boil, the butcher stood with his back to the gas fire. Christ, you <laughs> wouldn't want Dangerous manoeuvre. Dangerous. Um, hold on, back to the gas fire. I was fascinated to see his white coat... Hey? <laughs> fascinated to see his white coat lift up at the back. Oh! I wonder what my... Playful Pongo. What the... He said, spinning round. Flaming the dead dog, that's a new yeah, one. Yeah, that's a new one, isn't it? He stared at Misty, who was lying by my patio doors, dozing. Has your dog moved, he asked me, frowning. No, she's been there the whole time, I replied. That's so weird, he said. Get this, I could definitely feel a dog's nose go up my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Come one. on, that's a new one. And I saw your coat <laughs> lifting up at the back. I laughed. <laughs> I don't believe this. Ridiculous. Yeah, don't worry. It's just Pongo visiting in spirit. Jesus. You're saying I've been goosed by a ghost? He said, in that case, put some extra sugar in me tea, he shuddered. I need it for the shock. Well, I oh, would suggest really? the whole thing is a bit far-fetched. Butchers don't turn up doing rounds nowadays. And if they do, they don't come in for a bloody cup of tea. I think it was her. But imagine doing a fart that's so strong it can blow your coat up. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it. 
I don't think it was a fart. I think it was her touching. Oh, she stuck her fingers up his white butcher's coat. She was the dog's nose. Yeah, she was fingering for a pork chop. Or maybe it was the other way around. She thought he had a pound of minced turkey up there. Something like that. Nothing to do with the dog. It was her. I'm not saying she prodded him with her nose. but exactly what you're saying. Bloody hell. Bit of a top. Bit of a tall story. Come on. Look, I'm a paranormalist. I'm a supernaturalist. But this is just... Junk! (laughs) Let's move on. Time now, ladies and gentlemen, for your shite Skype messages. One new message. Hello, Clinton. This is Chris, one half of the wildly popular One Man's Meat podcast. Basically, we take a look at the dusty corners of professional wrestling. We're looking at some of the um, kind of forgotten areas of British wrestling over the next few months. And we wondered if you could do us a massive favour and maybe have a word with, you know, some of the long forgotten and deceased stars like Big Daddy, maybe, or even Giant Haystacks. <laughs> Oh, so, sorry, Clinton. I, I'm trying to cough up Anne Widdicombe's old Nicholas. Oh, hello, Clinton. My question essentially is this. Uh, is it possible to have ghost cutlery, ghost teaspoons, ghost forks, ghost butter knives? Is that a thing? I, I have a horrible feeling that I have been haunted by the ghost of a teaspoon. Hello again, Clinton. Um... I'm still trying to get in touch with Ruth Abbott. She needs help with that spirit of person. So, uh, as you know, rehearsals have now begun, Linda. Oh, yes, in earnest. In earnest for our national tour, Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon. Oh. Please do come and see. There's no point in us bloody rehearsing this thing. We're not going to turn up. Tickets at clintonbaptiste.com forward slash live. It's from September to December. It's a proper show. It's going to be fantastic. However, I did have a little little bit of a run-in with the director, Brendan, this week. Have a listen to this. Hello, Clinton Baptiste. Ah, uh, Clinton, it's Brendan. Oh, hey. Yeah, OK, yeah. Um, um, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm going to try and keep my cool, but I can't deal with you being late every fucking day. It's starting oh. to really drive me mad. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, well, that, yes, you're trying to keep you cool. Can you try and keep a civil tongue in your head? I, you know why I was late. You know very well why I was late. All right. Who asked me to get the hobnobs for rehearsals? You did, right? I had to go via the newsagent. That's why I was late today. Thank you. Uh, I, um, um, I, 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 I can go work somewhere else, you know. I mean, do you want me to send you a list of my my CV? Because every day it's an excuse of something. It's the bus, or your rashes flared up again, or you've got to go to the doctors, or yeah. somebody's on a respirator, or your cat has been killed, or there's an excuse every fucking day. And it's between half an hour, or two hours, or three hours. And Ramon and I just sat there waiting, doing... There's only so many trust exercises we can do. Right. So I, I, I just can't keep hanging around for you. Right. Do you, think it's, do, you think it's, do you think it's nice having a rash that I have to go and see the doctor about? Do you think I want to be walking like that? Do you think I enjoy having the doctor, and he's a very elderly man, quite shaky, applying that to my gooch? No, I don't like it. Please don't go into deep 
I've just, I've just had my tea, uh, I, I, and I'll, I'll promise you, I, I will sit it up if I, if I have to know any detail about you, your body, your nakedness, your rat. Please don't go right, to okay. detail. Yeah, yeah, don't surprise you've had your tea. You, you like to have a lot of tea, don't you? Uh, okay, a lot of, well, lot, yes, lot of tea. I want to yeah. get on, but oh no. Let's have a nice lunch, he says. <laughs> please, please, I just, just have a little look at my CV. Just, just know what I've done. Just know how many Shakespeare parts I've played. Know what I've directed. Do you know, I was the first company to, to direct the gay production of the Pirates of Men's Pants that toured the Middle East. Okay? So I've broken into new territories. I've kind of, I've kind of made huge advances for gay rights and things like that. Well, you've you made know, advances, I've, I've, all right. <laughs> what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, sorry, if you're going to be a little bit homophobic, then... No, I'm not being homophobic. You... Just telling you what I've heard, that's all. What else have you done, then, apart from showing your men's pants to the Arabs? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to have... I'm, I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just can't have it. Just, just look at my CV. Right, okay. Well, you talk off to the Middle East, then. You go and work there, then. You're fired. Forget it. Thank you. Lovely. Bye. Now, as you know, look, the remit of this podcast is... No, it's not a lot of puerile double entendres. It's to weed out the charlatans, isn't it, Linda? Yes, we're pricking the bubble of pomposity. We are pricking the bubble of pomposity and we're trying to seek the truth, unearth the truth about the supernatural. So consequently, when there are people out there, and I'm not going to name names, I may even blank out the names, who you know, are offering up bogus readings. Psychic services. Psychic services, which are, frankly, what we call in the trade a lot of old bollocks. Uh, I will do my best to unearth these charlatans. Now, people recognise my voice. Of course they do. It's very, very obvious. So I've got one of my neighbours. Let's just call him B to phone up the switchboard. Yeah, that one two doors down. Oh, God. Yeah, he's going to phone up and he's going to try and just... Tie these people in knots. See how we got on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Witness the power of the tarot. Enter the psychic zone and find out what's in your future. Find out what secrets our tarot masters have to tell you. Call now. Call 1-800-943-4-3-1-800-654-3128. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Good evening. This is Susan from the studio. How can I help you today? My name is... Well, just let's say Barry. And I'm just phoning... Yeah, hello. I'm just phoning up for a reason, really. I just wanted to know what you could uh, tell me. Okay, Barry. Uh, is there anything in particular that you'd like to know? Or are you just looking for a... You tell me. You, you, you tell me, <laughs> you see. <laughs> oh, Barry, okay. Yeah. Um, well, Barry, um, I'm picking up that you are, um, let's just say, um, an older gentleman. Oh, that's clever, isn't it? Go on, go on, yeah. <laughs> and you have had a very interesting life. Am I correct there, Barry? Well, I did. I worked in the uh, greengrocers for many. Well, it was interesting. And I was the first person in Watford to sell a kumquat. And ah, uh, okay. yeah, it was uh, uh, St Michael's, publish uh, the honesty, integrity, yeah. broccoli, and okay. uh, very, very still speaking, very very popular. It was in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and then of course. A supermarket price to say it really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um and I'm I'm just detecting something, Barry, yeah. as you're thinking, yes. actually. Yeah. Right, um, go on, yeah. I'm sensing uh maybe a lady friend, um, somebody that you may be close to or want to be close to, is that Well right? I've got a wife, Margaret, I don't particularly want to get close to so much now, but ah, I do see it. Yeah, I don't feel it's I don't feel it's a wife figure. Oh, um, I don't feel it. What do you no. mean? You think she will be on the side on the side sort of um, playing away from home sort of? I'd certainly never suggest that. No, no, um, no, I, no and, 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 and neither, neither would I. No, no. No, well, do you think I've got an admirer or? There's a possibility. Possibility, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, do you have many contacts with women? What does she look like? Quite presentable or um, nice face, teeth, yeah, some teeth, it, you know? It, yeah, um, maybe slightly. Let's go for say the the rugged look. The what? Uh, sorry. The, 
kind of a rugged look. She's, rugged she's very look. well lived. Very well lived and very uh, well lived. Well, Christ, what's that mean? Face like bag of spanners, is it? <laughs> <laughs> very well lived. <laughs> what does that mean? Like a tree pissed out of her face, is it? So she's she's uh, maybe like the travelling type, a uh, very organic, shall we say? Very organic. Okay, what sort of couscous and you know, free range, is it that type? <laughs> um, I'd say, you know, she's a, a let's say, um, a bit of a, an activist, maybe. Um, she's oh, very she much sounds too... ghastly. <laughs> will, will I be bumping into her at some time? Bloody hope not. <laughs> no disrespect, but go on. Okay, so she's rugged, she's an activist. What's, yes. what's... And that is then, I mean, she's, I mean, she, well, how old would this um, activist be? I mean, is she active as an activist or is she inact, an inactive activist? Do you know what I mean? I mean, is she old, you know, how old is this um, lady? Am I allowed to say lady? May I tell you, I can't go back, am I? Yeah, she's, she's definitely um, a retired lady with lots of time on her hands. Oh, um, okay. Is she going to make herself known to me, or...? Well... I mean, I don't want to... You know, I'm happily... Not ha fairly happily... I'm cont Well, I'm married, you know. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I don't see anything um, so serious. Um, so no. I wouldn't worry about anything like that. I'm sure you're a, a very decent husband, Barry. So, yeah, yes. don't worry about that. No, I wouldn't stray away from home, particularly... With this lady with a rugged face that's quite lived in, I think you said something like that. Um, um, in fact, I can... What's living in it? That's the question. <laughs> What's living in it? That's what... I'm... No, sorry. What you saying, my love? I think she has some connection with... Um, she maybe lives on a um, canal boat or... Oh, um, you know, a barge or something like that. Is, that. is that familiar to you at all? What? No mention of a lady... Called um, Helen, who I might have known in the fifties. Oh, Helen. Helen, let me think. Helen. Um, yeah. Helen Weimark. You know, the more you speak, Barry, the more I'm yeah. um, getting a really good feel. Um, you know, from what is actually going on. Um, oh, yeah. And there may be, um, there may be a lady. It may be Helen. It may not be. He'll be uh, possibly coming back into your life. Um, yeah, quite, quite a big nose. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, not big nose. I mean, it was bigger. Well, it was in proportion to her face. There's nothing wrong with her nose. It's yeah. just quite... It was quite... If I just might say this, uh, Susan, she's quite... Oh. Uh, she had big, uh, quite a big nose. Now, I yeah. found it... I found it attractive. You know, I never said okay. nothing about it. It was obvious. As, yeah. uh, but it was quite a big old thing. I, you know, I didn't mind it. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. That was the thing. Very cute features, lovely eyes. You know, yeah. quite well, the standard position apart from each other with this bloody great big nose in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Really. Okay. Are you getting um, a head of mark with a quite a big nose? Or? I'm just trying to pick up where All right, well, just to Helen give you another clue, Susan, so quite a big nose. Yeah, yes. Yeah. A, a, a slow eye. 
but I never okay. said nothing about the eye, you know. No. It's a striking no. look. You know, we have a sort of eye. One, one, one eye is looking for a seat, the other one's still playing the driver. That, how can uh, I put it like that? Yeah, I understand, Barry. Okay. I mean, if you were to, for example, ever see Helen again, um, yeah. what would you... What would you want to do moving forward? Well, I would like to, you know, she was quite freakishly short. She was very, very short, yeah. lady, and I'd just like to lift her up. I used to lift yeah. her right up so she could see me in the... Right, oh. big, being careful of her nose and that, and just yeah. say, look at me. Come on, yeah. Ellen, don't worry about your height. Yeah, yeah. I like you the way you are with the nose the yeah. eye and okay. just say Helen you're you know you mean a lot to me sort of thing yeah yeah I understand yeah. I really do understand okay um well I'd have to try to work on that Barry um yeah. with Helen and yeah. I'll see if there's anything I can do when I um basically I can speak to my spirit guide um you know oh, well then this is I'm you know. sorry, sweet. this is a bit of a swizz, isn't it? Um, I mean, I've got into... No, a considerable... I don't know, Christ knows how much it's costing now. You can go away, and on the basis that I went out with a Helen Weimark with a big nose, one eye and a short arm, yeah. you're going to go away and, and, and say you spoke the spirit and she's out there. I think it's a rip-off. Well, honestly, I, I do understand, and that is a very um, common opinion, but yeah, I assure well, I you... Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I assure you that's really, really not the case. Oh, do um, you? Yeah, that's I suspect yeah. you do. What else yeah. are you going to tell me? Well, you've managed well, to pick up that I'm an elderly man. Yes, yes. Um, I can see, um, if I'm correct, Barry, um, did you used to be involved in some kind of sports at all? Well... I think that's a racing certainty, isn't it? A man of my age might have done some sport. Can you do any better? Okay, okay. Um... Right, okay. Well, what, what can you tell me what I'm going to... What am I having for me dinner tonight? <laughs> um, they're not the kind of... Um... Uh, we don't kind of get that kind of information. All right, well, it's a, you know, it's a fish dish. What sort of fish might I be having tonight? Okay, um, well, uh, it could be a number of... Uh, Name one, any one, fish. any fish dish um, I might be having tonight, Susan, before uh, I cut you off and report you to um, the spirits. Oh, oh, honestly, there's there's no need to cut me off, Any Barry. single um, fish dish you care to mention tonight. I won't ask you about okay. some, this one ask you whether it's with chips or with mashed potato, yeah. new potato... Got any fish, Susan? Oh. Any bloody, any fish, bitch, bitch, one, any fish, any one, club for one, go on. Okay, boy, <laughs> I can tell. Um, I would say you're going to be having some haddock tonight. No, yes, I am. Fucking hell. Oh, Christ, oh, freak me out. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Your network provider has charged £75.78p to your account for your psychic reading call. Thank you, and have a nice day. 
The producers Peters Fox Limited have used this recording in good faith and made every effort to disguise the company of the switchboard used and the psychics contacted, who were in turn remunerated for their participation in this podcast. Thank you. Try that again next week, don't you? Very <laughs> successful. Good Very good. Now, look, what are you going to be doing now, Linda? Well, you got to get off well, somewhere. Well, I, I feel like I need to organise a meat delivery after that story <laughs> we had earlier on. There will be a meat delivery in your kitchen at some point. Give him a cup of tea first. Let him warm his bottom by the fire. Uh, so, Jane McDonald, what do you think of the Jane McDonald's? I like loved that. it. I thought it was yeah. lovely. I thought it was uh, beautifully done. I thought yeah. you did it from the heart. Oh, and I did. I, I thought it was sincere. Can you do your Jane McDonald for us again and trying to... Oh, all right, all right, love. I'm Jane McDonald. I'm Jane McDonald. I've gone on holiday. Oh, I'm using a lot of pure and boobal and dandy. Oh, yeah, give us another drink. Oh, winking at the camera. Oh, and the naughty. The worst thing's happened to a crew since the fucking Titanic. But we love it. We look now, Jane, if you're listening, please do come on. It hasn't put off Yvette Fielding. Please do come on. Well, look... Bye-bye. Until next week, Linda. Don't bloody fall over, my love. Please don't. I shall try to do more lying down. Probably. Don't let Pongo nod you in the bottom so it pushes you over. (laughs) Until next time, my love. Bye-bye. Namaste. Shalomar. Shakatak. See you next week, guys. Well, we reached the end of another show thank you well thanks for attending the emails you're sending though messages were shite try and get it right thanks once again guys for joining me to Linda Pollock as usual to Steve Rimmer the bomb disposal man and to Brendan my director and to buy your tickets for Clinton versus Ramon go to clintonbaptiste.com live and we'll see you there without a care September to December come and see us namaste Fade in infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, We've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fading nail.